0: Hey, welcome back to that 70s card show. My name's John Keating, and uh it's good to be back here in the basement. I'm at the sorting table. Uh been crazy busy. Uh I'd like for you folks to just kind of humor me. There's been something swimming around in my head for the last couple of weeks, I guess. Um, amongst all the traveling I've done, uh a lot of thoughts have traveled in and out of my head. Um, kind of tie my card collecting to my life's journey and uh, a few of the things in my life that uh, are important to me, such as music. Um, this episode uh, was inspired by a song by the band, and uh, you've heard me speak enough about the band. Uh, I won't go on anymore. But uh, a song that the band recorded in 1971 by Bob Dylan written by bob dylan he uh did not record it prior to the band recording it on the album cahoots like most bob dylan songs they're kind of unlistenable when bob dylan sings them when other people sing um they're kind of brought to life uh, all along the watchtower is a great example of that i shall be released by the aforementioned band is another one of those and uh Goes on and on and on on. Uh, a couple artists like that, I think, uh, are better writers than performers. Perhaps Joni Mitchell falls into that category. If you want to get uh, equal time uh, with male, female, annoying singers who wrote great songs. Uh, anyway, uh, creativity is a uh, it's a gift. I think we're all creative in our own little ways. I consider myself analytical and not creative. Uh, I've always been fascinated by visual uh, stimulation, such as um, obviously movies, moving pictures, uh, and musical acts. My first big musical act that I fell for was Kiss, obviously the makeup, the theatrics had a lot to do with that, so I'm an admirer of uh, of creativity, of creative people, and uh, throughout my life I've been drawn to creative people, uh, having realized early on that I am not the most creative person. Kind of faked my way through uh performing in um bands in high school, uh marching band contraband, band, jazz band chorus, whatever was needed. I played whatever instrument I had to, but and uh, particularly try hard, but also didn't particularly excel. I like to play the notes that came into my head instead of the ones that were written on the papers. Now I could read the music on the papers. Um, but I didn't necessarily want to uh, just didn't want to uh, follow along. I'm a non uh utility player uh, in high school. I was so uh, graduate from high school, go work as a stage hand in the theater, meet my wife. My wife is the best uh, and the most amazing dancer I've ever seen. I knew that before I knew my wife, before I liked my wife, uh, fell in love with my wife. I uh, just incredible admire of what she uh brought to the stage and uh again uh went out on the big road there worked with a lot of great bands but always an admirer of talent and um never possessing that kind of talent on my own again analytical i could fix stuff build stuff fight my way out of a any situation to this day i can still do that and it's kind of what my specialty is logistics and uh punting and or um problem solving. Some would say that's creative, but I think if you can pick up a guitar and play a guitar or dance and move your hips or see stuff such as filmmakers that other people can't see. I spent a lot of time in the film business and I never considered myself a filmmaker. A lot of talented people in the T V and film business, but the filmmakers, uh I considered myself a money maker. but again being amongst the talented um, was was uh, f- for me what a great way to go through life uh, watching all the talented people and uh picking up after them uh so uh again uh analytical versus creative i'm analytical my wife is creative my son my little son is this probably the the most analytical person other than me that I know he's uh, brilliant and math, brilliant at accounting. And my youngest son is an engineer who's been building stuff for a very long time, but he can pick up a guitar and learn a song in a few minutes. So uh, he's the best of both worlds there, I guess. But um, me always the hook or the melody of a song uh, got me. All right. Um what likes to say, well that song doesn't speak to me because the lyrics don't grab me. And I used to say but the hook that's all that matters is the hook. And uh you know, I could go to a museum and um, not understanding what the hell uh the artist was thinking when they uh took pen to paper, uh brush to palette or canvas, or whatever. Uh, so I'm not an admirer of fine art. There are exceptions to that, of course. Uh, big Leonardo da Vinci, I think, is, is really, again, we get that creative and analytical part mixed up there, but he uh, seemed to have the best of both worlds. And, uh, of course, wonderfully talented and uh, wonderfully brilliant other folks uh again i could go to the metropolitan museum of art to see baseball cards from jefferson Burdick and walk past bunch of monet's or rembrandt's and uh degas and picassos and not care one iota what they're trying to convey to me from the canvas but uh That's changed, I guess. I finally found an artist uh, in Banksy that I can look at his artwork and get it. I get what he's trying to convey, get what he's trying to say. I've seen some Banksy's in person. That's fun. Uh, So uh, I think I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to get into lyrics more, which was the inspiration for this show. And I'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, uh, anyway, uh, Michelangelo. He's famous for painting the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican, and uh, I've seen the Sistine Chapel, and I was much more impressed with um, the Pieta that he carved out of a marble Carrera marble that sits in the actual Vatican Church. Uh, it's uh, the Virgin Mary holding her dying son in her arms, uh, and uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful. Piece of work. I've been to some beautiful places in my life. Uh, I've I've seen some amazing things. I've seen uh, Angkor Wat, which goes on for miles and miles and miles. I've seen the Great Wall of China, which goes on for miles and miles and miles. I've seen artwork and engineering, uh, modern and ancient. Rome has to be probably one of my favorite places on earth. Uh, the Coliseum, of course, the Spanish Steps, Piazza Navona. And, of course, uh, my favorite place in the entire world, the Pantheon, which was more an engineering feat than it was a uh, creativity endeavor, but still a wonderful mix of both there. So uh, the Pietà that Michelangelo carved, uh, it says a lot about Michelangelo. It was the only work that Michelangelo ever signed his name to. And he he promised to never do it again. In the sash of the Virgin Mary, he carved his name Michelangelo across her chest and uh, vowed to never do it again in the name of uh, trying to remain humble with his artwork and hoping his artwork would be enough for the world to enjoy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, humility is a, is a pretty big thing. Uh, I vacillate between being humble and being arrogant (laughs) and trust me, it's not an easy ride. Uh, sure for those around me, it's not an easy ride at all. So, uh, it's not easy to, uh, suffer through me. So, uh, again, I'm a melody guy, but I've come to realize, uh, you know, throughout my life, that I would never have a piece of artwork. I'd never have that masterpiece that somebody would paint, that novel that somebody would write, or that song that somebody could present to the world for their enjoyment. So what does that mean? Part of my problem with creativity is when do you know you're done? When do you know you are done a big rock and roll album? When do you know you're done making a film, that it's perfect? When did... Michelangelo, no. Pieta was finished. Uh, Hard to tell, right? So that was one of the things, the stumbling blocks that kept me from assuming I would ever have a masterpiece. So when I paint my masterpiece, the song written by Bob Dylan, performed by the band, uh, has the uh, protagonist stumbling through Rome, through all the history of Rome, and... uh, the amazing, the amazing uh, architecture, I guess, the amazing history. I've come to realize that uh, my masterpiece, I, I realized this very recently, that my masterpiece in my collection, now it's not going to be hanging on a wall in a museum. It won't be held up as uh, the prime example of uh, the most beautiful work of art in uh collecting that's for sure but it's my masterpiece it will never be finished and it keeps getting better and more beautiful every day and uh here i am right continually adding to my masterpiece trying to be humble Uh, i don't show too many cards because i always know that somebody's got bigger better um more impressive cards than me, but I'm happy in my basement putting my cards together, collecting my cards, uh, sorting my cards, and uh, flipping through my cards. So I never, uh, not a day goes by when I'm at home that I'm not doing something in a basement. Um, I'm staring right now at a table full of wonderful, beautiful pieces of artwork in their own right. That somebody, a creative uh, graphic artist, decided uh, was sufficient for the world to see. It was finished for the world to see. So I'm sure they've had their regrets, some of these folks that create these cards. But uh, still, it's uh, released out into the wild for us uh, to uh, gather and enjoy. So I'm um, at this point, I have over uh, a card from... Uh, I think I've crossed over 4,500 different sets at the point in my collection. So the 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 collection is getting wider, but it's also getting deeper. This week, thanks to my friend Rob Spar at Spar Spar's Archives, uh, I picked up reluctantly. I paid more than I've paid for any collection, I should say. Uh, yeah, more than I've paid for any collection. But uh, I thought about it for a couple weeks, and Rob didn't let me down. Um, just, uh, I've added probably to my fifties, sixties, and seventies football collection. I've probably added 1500 cards, uh, throughout all those years. I've added a couple hundred cards to my sixties collection. I've been able to improve on the sets that I already have by, uh, swapping out some cards that maybe had a couple dings on it. We own about the 71 and 72 top, how hard they are. So it's fun uh seeing my collection grow and get better and uh, more more I don't know more vibrant, I guess. Uh less creases maybe, but that's part of the uh that's part of collecting, just like our what we see on our faces, right? The creases and the lines that we gather throughout our life. So this is me painting my masterpiece, stumbling through uh the streets of Rome, which is the the hobby, I guess, where there's history, there's rubble, as they say in the song, uh, and just amazing things to look at everywhere. So, well, thank you folks for being there when I paint my Masterpiece and uh, joining me as I go contributing to my collection. Uh, my friends in the hobby have uh, done a lot for me, they've sent me off into directions I didn't think my collection would ever go. I've been inspired by Terry and Chris and Dean to get deeper into football cards and get old football cards. Enjoy those more. Uh, my friends that send me cards, send me Yaz cards, you know, for a, a person who has completed Yaz run by the time Yaz retired, the playing days, Yaz run. Uh, it's enjoyable now that i have a yaz binder that may have seven 1972 tops in action yeses but every one of them means something because they came from a collection or from a friend who sent them to the mail so again thank you for being there as i go through this now we have all sorts of collectors in our hobby player collectors set collectors team collectors uh, there's no way to tell you what to collect, uh, just as long as you enjoy it. And the only commodity you care about is the commodity of joy in your collection. I can't imagine having to look at a box of cards and say, what can I get for this on the open market? I can say to myself, what can I ingest into my collection and maybe there's a few left over to sell. Help me pay for the maybe the gas money it took by this collection. So uh, as I go along, uh, I've evolved again. Uh, Football is a big deal. Basketball cards. I love old basketball cards. Love old hockey cards. I'm a little bit behind in basketball and hockey, but. Uh, thanks to the influence of others i've been able to open up this whole other track if you're if you're a muso and record the beatles recorded on two tracks or four tracks now there's unlimited tracks so my collection has opened up another track so i want to share with you guys and gals um maybe something that i've picked up okay i doubt i'm a I'm a super collector, I'm an official super collector, and I doubt anybody else is on this journey with me. Recently, uh, obviously, we know uh, the National ended. I had some things on my hit list on the National, and um, here's the binder I took to the National and um, didn't quite get to knock off everything. Of course, you're not going to find everything. You're not going to find a Fatima of a common player. If you're looking for a 1940 team, uh, you might not find that Germany Schaefer 206, uh, but you found the 205 Johnny boy. So, uh, opportunity. I always preach opportunity. You never know what's going to happen. So a couple of weeks ago, I went on the eBay and, um, did a search as I often do and up, popped the card that I wanted to get a national that was finding a needle in a haystack. If the needle were actually in Chicago, I doubt this needle ever made it to Chicago, but it doesn't hurt to try, right? It didn't make or break my national, um, experience, but, uh, it was on my list and I figured, Hey, if it's anywhere, it's gotta be at the national it was not at the national. So, uh, I ended up buying this card for, I had a $500 budget for this card in a, grade of one 500 us dollars um $500 that's like 12 million Canadian dollars so couldn't find a card got lucky one day found on ebay this is a 1.5 it's an sgc and it was 66 percent exactly once you factor in shipping, it takes $330. This cost me. And uh, it might not be a big deal for anybody else, but uh, again, I'm probably the only person in the world that collects this fella. So I uh, went through the whole thing, got the little booklet, and uh, here we have a 1915 Cracker Jack Ray Keating card, which is a beautiful card, just how it's a landscape and Ray Keating is either throwing a paper airplane or a baseball. And uh, anyway, uh, that came in the mail a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago. I don't know. So uh, I've showed it off to my friends. Uh, Rob Spar. I showed it to my LCS. Um, had to show somebody, right? So uh, there's the Ray Keating 1.5. It has a bit of a crease going down the middle of it, but uh, it's going to look great. Probably going to get it re-slabbed. re you say why, right? So uh, if you look on the other side here, they done slabbed it upside down. So the back is portrait. The front is a landscape. Yet they flipped the uh, card upside down when they put it in the slab. So Philly shows this week. I'm going to uh, run up there and see if uh, maybe SGC can... Uh, right the wrong there. Hopefully that that'll happen. Also uh I gave a little teaser early this week, or maybe last week, I don't know what week it was. Uh the Glasso 1983 Glasso Cracker Jack. I joked how I was going to make that water or throw some water on it see if it grows and sure enough look at us. And then I also picked up a uh a Z-nut, another 1925 Z Nut ray Keating. Ray Keating, of course, I talked about is the gentleman who I believe is completely unrelated to me, yet he's the guy who um, uh, begat the scuffed baseball and the legality and the illegality of uh, throwing a scuffed baseball. Ray Keating. Um, most of Ray's career was spent in the PCL, the Pacific Coast League, up there in Sacramento way. But uh, anyway, I'm uh, right now. There's 16 Ray Keating cards on Beckett OPG. And I officially have nine of them. I have uh, five Z nuts. I've got the 83 Cracker Jack. I've got the 1915 Cracker Jack. And I've got two of the 1914 B18 blankets, both varieties. So nine F16 ain't bad. Uh, I think there's the 1914 Cracker Jack I got to track down. Uh, like I said, there's some Fatimas. There's a couple more Z nuts. So um, hopefully complete and be the first ever possibly completionist of the ray keating player run so we'll see what happens there so anyway that's a little bit of that uh again thanks for uh joining me on this journey to paint my masterpiece uh i'm an artist now i've officially dubbed myself an artist and uh with your help and your support um this thing uh, will go for a very, very long time and uh, the enjoyment will never end. So as I used to always say, uh, enjoy your collecting, but more importantly, enjoy your collection. Paint your masterpiece, folks. Um, if you want to listen to the song, When I Paint My Masterpiece, just yap at your, your uh, Siri or your Alexia or Lexius whatever it's called, your thingamajobber, And uh, you'll hear a drummer playing mandolin, a piano player playing drums, and uh, a wonderful rendition of a song by Bob Dylan that you probably don't want to hear Bob Dylan sing. So thanks again, folks. Be safe. Be good to each and all. I'll be at the Philly show coming up this weekend. Uh, Hopefully I can meet some of you folks in person. And uh, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Thanks. Bye.